summary of the Sikha. In this week's Pasha, we have the Pasuk, Make for me a sanctuary, and I will dwell amongst them. Which Hashem said to Moshe that they should build a Mishkan. So the Rambam says, at the beginning of the laws of Hilchas Beis Abchira, which means the laws of building the Beis Amigdash, he says it's a mitzvah, it's a positive mitzvah, that there should be a home for Hashem, in which they will bring the Karbonus, etc., as the Pasuk says, and he quotes the Pasuk in our, uh, in our parasha, Ba'osul the Migdash, and it's, uh, the, uh, pos- he continues to say that the Pasuk already explains the uh, details of the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu did, but that was a temporary Mishkan because they had not yet reached Eretz Yisrael. So he uses the Pasuk Ba'osul the Migdash to show that there's a mitzvah to build a Migdash. But then when he gets to Hilchus Malachim, the laws of kings, the Rambam brings another place from which you learn that there's a mitzvah to build a Beis Amigdash. He says there were three mitzvahs that the Yidin had as they were when they entered Eretz Yisrael. Um, he names two and then he says and to build the Beis Amigdash. As the Pasuk says you shall search for His holiness, for Hashem's uh, holiness and you should come there, meaning to the Beis Amigdash. So there's a well-known question, why does he use two different psukim to bring for the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash? So the, the Lecha Mishnah commentator on the Rambam says that the, the Pasuk Vasil HaMikdash is actually talking about the Mishkan in the, Beis Ham, in the Midbar. And the Lashich uh, Neisidushu, that's the, the Beis HaMikdash or the Mishkan Shiloi that was in Eretz Yisrael already. But the problem is that since the Rambam in Hilchus Beis Abchira, which are the laws of the Beis Amigdash itself, he's certainly going to quote a Pasig which teaches that this is an eternal mitzvah, a mitzvah that is not just something from the past that uh, dealt with only the situation in the desert and the Mishkan, but certainly that he would use a Pasig which teaches that it's a mitzvah in the future also to build the Beis Amigdash. So why does he use a Pasig which goes back to the time of the Mishkan? And this uh, question becomes even more difficult because the Rambam seems to be quoting the beginning of Hilchas Malachim, the laws of uh, the kings, from a medrash. That's where the source of what he says is. And he, so he says, there were three things that the Yidin were commanded when they went to its throne. One is to appoint a king. Another one is to build a base of Migdash. And the third one is to uh, destroy a Malik. And he brings Psukim for each one. And which Pasuk does he bring for the mitzvah building a Beis HaMikdash V'asil HaMikdash V'asil HaMikdash So in the Medrash from which the Rambam seems to be quoting this it quotes V'asil HaMikdash from our Parsha and, but the Rambam uses L'shich Neisidrashu he changes the Pasuk Another question that could be asked is there is a Pasuk which seems to clearly be talking about the Beis HaMikdash in Eretz Yisrael that's the Pasuk which says and it will be the place which Hashem will choose to allow His name to rest, to dwell upon that place. That's a clear reference to the Beis Hamikdash. Why doesn't He use that pasuk? In fact, the Gemara and the Sifri do use that pasuk. So the Kesef Mishnah answers that perhaps that pasuk is not as it's not a direct mitzvah. It's not saying build a place for Hashem. It says. Where should you bring your karbonus in the place which Hashem chose, uh, has chosen? And therefore, maybe that's why he doesn't want to quote that pasuk, because it's not a direct command.
And he says that the reason that the Gemara does use that Pasuk is only to show the order in which these three mitzvahs have to be done. There's a, um, it starts with appointing a king, then he has to build a base of Medish, and then he has to destroy um, the Zarish al-Amolek, the people of Amolek. So it's just a, a proof to show the order that it needs to be done. But we see that the Rambam, who also talks about the order, doesn't bring this uh, Pasuk for the order either. Another thing that we have to understand is the Rambam, after the beginning where he talks about the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu built, then he goes on to give a lengthy explanation that when they went into Yisrael, they put up a Mishkan in Gilgal, which was there for 14 years while they were conquering and dividing the land. From there they came to, uh, to Shiloh and they built a stone structure for the Beis HaMikdash. And, but they covered it, they didn't make a roof for it, they covered it with the coverings of the Mishkan. And it was there for 369 years. And then they went to Noiv, and they built a Mikdash there. And then when Shmuel died, that one was, just, that one was destroyed, and they came to Givain, and they built a Beis HaMikdash over there. And then from there, they came to the eternal place of the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim, and the total time of the Noiv Givain Beis HaMikdash was 57 years. A whole historical description. So we have to understand, why does the Rambam give historical descriptions? What, what relevance does that have to Halacha? We know that the Rambam sticks to Halacha. If he teaches something in, of history, there must be some Halacha that we can learn from that. And it's true that Rambam takes this from a Mishnah. It's actually a Mishnah, Mesech Tezvachim, which tells us about the different Beis Amigdashes and where they were throughout the time. But in the Mishnah that it's uh, written... First of all, a Mishnah can sometimes give historical things. There's no rule that a Mishnah has to be sticking only to halacha. And in addition to that, in the Mishnah, it is telling us halacha. So it tells us that when it was here, you were not allowed to have any personal based on which is called a Bama. When it went to this place, then you were permitted. Then it went back to, you know, he tells you the back and forth and different halachas about in each Beis Amigdash where they ate the Karbanas because it had to, you have to eat certain korbanos within the proximity of the Beis Hamikdash, so it tells us those halachas. But the Rambam doesn't give any halacha associated with this, and there's a good reason that the Rambam doesn't give these halachas because they're all in the past. They have no relevance in the in the in the current, in the present, or in the future. Therefore, he skips that. But then, why does he give the history of it? It's also interesting that he gives you the number of years for each place which the Mishnah doesn't, uh, doesn't give. So we'll understand all of this by first explaining another question. The question is, why is it that in Hilchus Malachim, where the Rambam talks about the laws of a king, or appointing a king specifically in that, uh, in that first halacha, why does the Rambam also bring in the laws of the Beis Amidosh into the laws of the kings? And the same also when he talks in, in uh, Sefer HaMitzvah, when he talks about the laws of building the Beis HaMikdash, he also says the same three halachas, that there's three halachas that the Yidin had when they came to Yisrael, to appoint a king and to build the Beis HaMikdash and to destroy a Malik. So in both places, both in the laws of Beis HaMikdash and in the laws of uh, appointing a king, one in Sefer Eyad HaZaka, the other one in Sefer HaMitzvah, he brings in all three mitzvahs. Why does he bring all three mitzvahs into the laws of Beis Hamikdash and then later into the laws of the kings, and he also says there were three mitzvahs. Why does he have to tell us the number if if you want to count the mitzvahs? He he tells you each one of the three mitzvahs. Why does he have to tell you that there are three? 
So the answer to that is because these three mitzvahs are not just independent mitzvahs from each other. They are. Each one is a separate mitzvah, but they are all integrally connected to each other. If you want to be a king, if you want to have the proper situation of a king being appointed, it comes along with building the Beis Amigdosh and destroying Amalek. If you want to ha- know what it means, if you want the Beis Amigdosh to be in its perfect state, you have to appoint a king, you have to destroy Amalek. They're all integrally connected to each other. That's, in other words, not just that the Yidin were told to do all three, and in a particular order. It's that each mitzvah is made up of the other two as well. It needs the other two in order to reach its own perfection. And then it goes on to say that there is a particular order in which they have to be done. That um, First it has to be, the king has to be appointed, then comes the destruction of Amalek, and then comes the building of the base of Megdash. That's the order in which it has to be done. Which explains why the Rambam brings all three mitzvahs both in the laws of kings and in the laws of the Beis Amigdash because they're integrally connected to each other and you need all three in order to be able to do each one of those mitzvahs on its own. Which explains why the Rambam at the beginning of Hilchas Beis Abchiri, the laws of the Beis Amigdash, he starts with Vaasuli Migdash, talking about the Mishkan of Moshe because he's trying to say that the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash started there that's where the mitzvah started and he's trying to bring out that even that Beis HaMikdash that Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, built also needed these three conditions since it is already the beginning of that mitzvah of, of building the Beis HaMikdash it needs all three elements but of course, since the Beis Hamikdash proper is the Beis Hamikdash as it was in Eretz Yisrael in Yerushalayim, that's why technically that's when the three mitzvahs began. When the Yidden came to Eretz Yisrael and they built the eternal Beis Hamikdash, the everlasting Beis Hamikdash, that's why there they needed the condition of the king actually and to destroy Amalek as well. But elements of it had to start even at the beginning of Asul and Migdash because that's the beginning of the mitzvah so there are going to be elements of that as well. The Mishkan was not the final eternal Beis HaMikdash so therefore it doesn't need it in the same way that it was needed in the Beis HaMikdash as we'll explain in a minute but it's needed elements of it even at that time. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu also was a king. He was known as a king. He's qualified as a king as the Rambam writes about Moshe Rabbeinu, there was a king. And it was also after Vayachlosh Yeshua as Amalek Lifikharev that Yeshua had already weakened Amalek um, in the war with Amalek. And then came the time to build the, the Mishkan. So we see that even in the Vaasul Migdash, the beginning, the, just the Mishkan already, it needed these three elements because they are integrally connected to each other. And then he goes on to explain how the progression of the Bate Mikdash, the Mishkans to the Beis Amikdash, were built. He starts with, of course, the one that Moshe Rabbeinu built, which was only temporary and it was taken up and put down as they needed to travel. So it was only an oil, it wasn't really a Beis Amikdash. Then when they came to Eretz Yisrael, also it was still a Mishkan because they were not yet settled in Eretz Yisrael and they were still conquering and dividing the land. And there too, Yeshua was a king. 
And then they came to Shiloh, because over there already the Jews were settled. They had already conquered the land. Everybody got settled into their own place. So then they already had a proper Beis Amigdash. They built a stone structure, and it lasted for 369 years, showing the permanence of it. But then it didn't la- even that didn't last forever, and it, uh, then it went to Neuvegiven, which were also because there was not yet complete um, rest from the enemies around them. So therefore, it still went from one to the other, and only when it came to the base Elamim, only then did it become permanent. And when it became permanent, and it became the eternal base Amigdash, then they needed the proper king, David HaMelech and Shleim HaMelech, which were actually legally um, appointed kings in the, in the fullest sense of the word. And then they also destroyed Amalek, uh, David HaMelech and so on, they went to destroy Amalek. And then, because that was connected already to the final and eternal Beis Amigdosh, and therefore the conditions had to be fully realized of the other two mitzvahs. That explains also why the Rambam uses the Pasuk L'Shich Sidrishu when he talks about the Batim Mikdash as they, will be, they were in Eretz Yisrael. He doesn't want to use Vaasul Mikdash because this is already much more permanent than the one that Moshe Rabbeinu did in the, in the Midbar. And the Asul Mikdash is the direct reference to the one in the Midbar. He doesn't want to use the final and uh, and the, the one that addresses the full base of Mikdash, which is the Pasik, uh, the place which Hashem chose, and that's where you should bring your your uh, your carbonus and so on, because that talks already about the full sense of the mitzvah, which is not yet ready until Davin and Shlema come along. So on the one hand, it's already much more of a real Beis Amigdash. It's already settled. The, the land of Israel has settled down. It's a stone structure. It's lasting for many, many years. Yeshua is in a formal king that was appointed by Moshe and the, and the Shibim Skenim, which is the way that you're supposed to appoint a king. But on the other hand, it's not yet Dovin HaMelech. It's not yet the Beis Alamim. And therefore, he uses a posuk in between that doesn't address the the uh, temporary nature of the Mishkan, but it doesn't address, it doesn't talk about the permanence of the Beis Amigdash either. The Rebbe says there's also a halacha that we can take out of this Rambam, the one where he talks about the, uh, the different Batamigdash, why he brings it in halacha, the, the whole historical thing, because the Rambam says that you're not allowed to make a, a building that is in the exact dimensions of the Beis Amigdash. And since the Beis Hamikdash is built. Even the Mishkan, everything was uh, the Beis Hamikdash was built in accordance with the general structure of the Mishkan uh, that it had a oil uh, and a kedusha kedushim, and then it had a courtyard around it, and so on. So, therefore, since all of these um, in between Bate Mikdash were also part of that Vaasul Mikdash they were part of that mitzvah of making a Beis Hamikdash. That would mean that you wouldn't be permitted to build a structure the same way as the Mishkan Shiloi, the same way as any of the other ones as well. That would be the halachic principle involved. The Rebbe concludes the Sikha with explaining of Pichsidis, the order of these three mitzvahs, that it begins with um, appointing a king. The king represents Yira. He brings out, he himself had to be a person of great fear of Hashem, a great Yira Shemayim, and he brought that out in the people as well. 
when Yira means that you it, it addresses the idea of Eskafia of subduing evil but then after you subdue evil you have to go to the next step which is that you have to transform evil which means completely eradicate evil and turn it into good that is Mechias Amolek the next mitzvah that you have to completely wipe out Amolek the negative and from there we come to the building of the Beis Amigdash the Beis Amigdash represents Yira Ilah the higher level the upper level of Yira which is comes from the, the, the level of Chachma which is associated with Torah that's what could lead a Yid to Yira Ilah to a higher level of Yira than regular Yira and since Moshe Rabbeinu is the one which brings out the union of Torah and the union of Das, which leads to Yira, therefore Moshe Rabbeinu had to be, the Migdosh had to start back with Moshe Rabbeinu. He had to be the first one to command the mitzvah of uh, building the Beis Migdosh, and he had to be the one, first one to build a Beis Migdosh, even though not the eternal one, but he had to start the process because all Yira comes, is initiated by Moshe Rabbeinu. And of course, the ultimate and perfect level of these three mitzvahs will take place when the Yamid Melech Mebez David, the, the future king from Beis David, which is Mashiach, and he will he will be uh, studying Torah diligently and involved in the, in the uh, promotion of mitzvahs like David Aviv, again going back to David his father, his forefather, and he will fight the wars of Hashem means eradicate Amalek, Obana Migdash, and he will build the base of Migdash in its place, the three mitzvahs that we are talking about are realized in their absolute perfection.